0: testify
1: mention a couple of things real quick. Choir practice tonight at 6 and uh, looking forward for everybody being there for that. I know I am. Uh, And then men's series uh, beginning uh, Thursday night at 6 30. So meeting Thursday night 6 30 in the fellowship hall. I'll make mention of that. And then this coming Friday night is paint night uh, at 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall. Uh, Young adults Bible study is this Saturday uh, at 7 o'clock in the fellowship hall. Uh, And then next Sunday there's a WMU meeting uh on the 19th at six o'clock uh and uh, then the fellowship meeting february the 25th at Kinnock square uh at uh, 7 p.m 6:15 for um the uh, uh executive committee meeting so everybody that can you sure want to make sure you get up there and then we have the choir clinic coming up which is the Feb, uh, February the 24th through the 26th. So you don't want to miss the choir clinic. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I always love these times. Uh, and if you have never sung in the choir but you thought you might, and this, uh, you know, you thought, boy, I, I'd like to try the choir out. Uh, you ought to come to the choir clinic and you'll get a good dose of what it's all about. Uh, then the rest of the stuff is coming up in the not too distant future. But be sure and get an announcement bulletin and you can look all those things up. Amen. All right, if you're here and you're visiting with us the first time, or the first time in a long time, we sure would like to get a record of your visit and to give you a visitor's packet. So if you're visiting with us, first time, first time, a long time, or if you've never got a visitor's packet before, raise your hand nice and high and we'll get one to you. We don't want to miss anybody that happens to be visiting with us this morning. Good to see everybody that's here. Good crowd today, always a good crowd on Sunday morning at Nottingham, uh, but good today. All right, if you need a prayer card, if you're needing a prayer card, raise your hand nice and high, the ushers have those. Yeah, quite a few, any in the choir? Okay, all right. All right, anybody else needing a prayer card? If you need a prayer card, raise your hand. We'll get a card to you and a pen. So even if you don't have a pen, you're okay. We, the ushers have pens, and uh, you don't wanna lose those million dollar pens. They're gonna be worth a fortune someday. Uh, I've been saying that for years. One of these days, it's gonna happen. Uh, they're gonna be worth of absolute fortune. All right all right at this time we're going to ask our ushers to come for our sunday morning tithes and offerings you give as the lord directs and i know beyond any shadow of a doubt he will bless you for it and then we have uh just make a mention tonight we have a missionary uh and his name is his last name is jones michael do you remember his first name Uh, all right so he's in medical missions uh Yeah, we, we booked him. i talked to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't book anything unless I check with Michael first, so he'll be here tonight. We're looking forward to hearing him, uh, and his last name is Jones. He's in medical missions, uh, and uh, we're hoping that we might even be able to work with him a little bit with the Mercy's Project, so we're, we're very excited to have him in tonight, even if we can't remember his first name. I talked to him on the phone two or three times. and still can't remember his name. Willie, has I got your name right? All right, I got his name right. Why don't you lead us in our prayer? Thank you, Father. I
2: love you. Just want to say I love you. This morning, Father, a chance to be in your house, Worship you be inspired and truth, Father. We just uh, pray for the service this morning. Father, be with the choir, anoint them on high, Father. As they sing to you, Father, the praises. If somebody here to, like not be saved, Father, today would be the day yes, to get yes, saved for Lord, its everlasting. Pray, too late, Father. We pray for this offering, the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. He's number one. He's number one.
3: Everybody stand.
2: this week, and um, it just had been on my mind and and my thoughts, and he was talking about getting your wows and your woes in order, and he was saying that when you are wowed by yourself, and you're wowed by other people in the world, MBA scoring titles, things of that nature, when you're wowed by the world in and of itself, then when it comes to God, you tend to be, whoa, God, hold up, I, I don't think I can really... Surrender like that. I don't think I can serve you like that. I don't think I can do without this or without But then when we have our eyes on God in the right way And we recognize him for who he is and what he's done for us and we look at God and we say wow Then when it comes to ourselves, we're like whoa Hold up when it comes to the things of the world. We're like whoa uh, I I don't need that. I don't need that influence. I don't need that temptation and we uh, are quick quicker to to flee from those things and this morning I got a feeling there's some people that need to have their wow in order I know for me it's a daily thing when I wake up every day just focusing on God and trying to make him the number one thing and uh if we turn our eyes on God or in our all of God um he'll just make things so much better and it's just had this song in my heart I just want to sing this chorus of how great thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. Is anybody awake out there? Are are you glad to be in church this morning? All right. Are you glad to be in the presence of of an amazing God? Let's sing this. Then sings my soul.
4: Then sings my soul. Hard to see. But be bold and courageous and just follow where he leads. Cause greater is the one who's in us than he who's in the world. So child of God, just remember
3: But you've always been there
5: in your presence I speak Jesus
6: Right before the choir comes down I want them to just sing Wonderful, merciful Savior Let's worship this Jesus who has given us everything Amen We put our hope and trust in everything that he is It's amazing what he's done and let's worship him before we open up his word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord that we can get in church on a Sunday morning and worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank him for saving our soul. Amen. Doing what he's done for us. Praying for his protection and guidance on our families. Amen. And letting him be all in all. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. And it's pretty special for me this morning. You might have noticed that a little fella made his way in this morning. And I'm going to get Trent and Rachel to stand up. Man, look at this little fella. And you excuse me if I show some favoritism. But that is one beautiful baby right there. And his name is Bowman Talbert. And we are so proud of him and his mom and dad. And the Lord has just been overly good to us. It's great to have him worshiping with us this morning. Amen. Turn with me if you would in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter number 11. Sunday mornings when it's been my opportunity, I've been going through the book of Acts. We find ourselves in Acts chapter number 11. I believe that without a doubt, the Lord has just uh, put this sermon together. And put something on my heart that we desperately need. I feel like I needed it this morning. And I pray that it will speak to a heart that uh, this is is a message for the lost this morning. And if you're in here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Savior, uh, this one's for you, okay? If you're here this morning and maybe you think you know Christ as your Savior, this one's for you, okay? Uh, I want you to, we, the Bible says that I know in whom I have believed in, and I am persuaded. So those that are in Christ Jesus, they know it, and they're persuaded by it, amen? And so maybe you're here this morning, and you're doubting, you're not sure. We want you to get that settled this morning. And so we're going to preach the scriptures in a way that present Jesus Christ. I know him as my best friend. We've sang about him this morning. I know him as my Savior and my Lord. And I want you to know him the same way this morning. In Acts chapter number 11, uh, I basically am looking at verses 1 through verse number 18, but I want to just read with you one verse, and that's found in verse number 16. If you would stand with me, this morning, as we read Acts chapter 11, verse number 16. This is Peter recounting what he has gone through with Cornelius that we preached about already. And then he is relaying it to the Jews that are there in Jerusalem. And this is what he says as a part of his recounting of that. And we'll put you in context in just a moment. But Peter says this. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to open up the word of God again this morning. Dear Lord, your Holy Spirit has already met with us. We have been just in awe of your presence once again. That is so faithful to meet with us. Dear God, truly, you inhabit the praise of your people. Dear God, when we come into your house and lift up your name, it is evident that you are in this place, and we're thankful for that. Right now, though, dear God, we are praying that the Holy Spirit would just speak and reach out to a heart that needs to be saved, that needs to to find out who they really are and who you really are and surrender. Give their life to Jesus Christ. Pray that you'd help us this morning. In Christ's wonderful name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. When I'm looking at the book of Acts chapter number 11, as we have looked in it, as we have preached through it, we remember in Acts chapter number 10 that Peter was on the roof. It was about two weeks ago that we preached this, that he was hungry and he was uh, uh, waiting for lunch, as it were, and a vision comes down to him of uh, of all manner of beasts that are unclean. And God is preparing his heart, remember, to go to Cornelius and to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And Peter breaks a lot of rules that have to do with the Jewish people. He goes to the house of Cornelius. He eats with them inside of the house of Cornelius, and then he shares with them the gospel. And there are many there that that are of the Jewish faith that are following it uh, according to the law but are believing in Christ who are there with him, And they watch the Holy Ghost fall upon Cornelius and his household. And as they are saved and born again and bought by the blood, they are all witnesses to what God is doing. And now when Peter goes back to Jerusalem, there are some folks there, and as the Bible puts it in verse number 1, excuse me, uh, verse number two, it says, and when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him. And that meant that they followed still the fact that they were fine with the fact that Gentiles could be believers, but they still believed that they were gonna need to follow the ritualistic uh, parts of the law and also accept Christ if they were to be saved. And so they've got a problem with what Peter has done down the road with Cornelius and his family. And so what transpires here is Peter giving a record to those people of everything that took place. He shares with them at the beginning of it of how he had received a vision. That this vision was indeed of God who was speaking to him. And he shares that vision with them he then also in turn tells them about how I went to Cornelius' house, and this is where we find our text here, and when I had preached the gospel to them, I witnessed uh, that the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost that's been moving on you, that it was filling them and indwelling them, and they, they showed signs of it. There was no doubt that the Holy Ghost had filled them and they are wondrously saved. You know what I also love about this passage of scripture and I'm just giving you the con- I'm just giving you the, the, the setting that we're in real quick and then we'll get into the heart here. What I also love about it is the fact that when we read this in verse number 18, it says when they heard these things they held their peace and glorified God saying then hath God also to the gentiles Granted repentance unto life. Would that we all would be so quick to hear the report of salvations and things that God is doing may be different than how we're doing it and praise the Lord for salvations down the road. Let's face it. If you want to draw the comparison, and if we had to this morning, we could preach the message and say, guess what? There's a whole lot of us that are stuck in our ways about how to do church. And if somebody does it any other way, we go, well, that can't be real down there. But you know what? Peter came and said, I know you guys are stuck in your ways. That is, and you think you got old ways. These Jews had some old ways, okay? Okay. Their ways were a lot older than your old ways. Amen. And they had been stuck in them for a long time. And they said, yeah, we're fine with Jesus, but it has to happen like this. And Peter came back and said, Jesus is doing something down the road and it doesn't involve your your rites or your rituals and it doesn't involve Judaism. Why? Because Jesus has torn down the veil and the Gentile can come in. And they glorified God said, praise the Lord. Would to God that we would be so quick. Amen. To praise God. Now that's not the message, Amen. But it's still right there in it, isn't it? But what I want us to do is just for a moment, focus back on that little verse that I read. Because what's going on in that part is absolutely wonderful to me. Peter, this, isn't, this doesn't happen in the account in chapter number 10. Peter is now Recounting what he talked about, right? And he's telling it to, the, to this group of, uh, of Jewish believers and he's sharing it with them. And as he's going through it, I almost wonder as if this, this hits him for the first time. That, that all of a sudden he's kind of putting two and two together. This is a phrase that's not uncommon in our Bible and I really love it. Verse number 16 says this, Then remembered I... The word of the Lord. I really like those verses. I really like that little phrase. Because I think that you understand what Peter is saying in that little thing, right? What's Peter saying? Peter's saying is that the word of God had been spoken to us, that Jesus had told us something, and we could not grasp the magnitude of it when he told it to us. Do you get that? Have you ever been there? Yep. Have you ever been in a place where somebody told you something and you just didn't realize how important it was at the time, right? And then later on down the road, either something takes place or something happens and all of a sudden you go, whoa, right? Have you ever had one of those? We call them aha moments, right? We call them all kinds of different things. Some people will say, it never dawned on me before until now, right? Boom, there it was. This is what is going on in the life of Peter. Peter is saying, hey, something is happening, and all of the sudden, the Word of God you got to listen because I'm, I'm, I'm excited about preaching this and I hope that you'll stay with me. The Word of God that did not make sense before is now coming into light in my life uh, and it is exciting to me. It's wonderful to me. And all of a sudden, I look around and I realize God's doing what He said He's going to do. God's doing what He said He was going to do. The Word became alive him it became real now listen to me this morning because this is important remember I'm trying to preach to somebody that's lost the word of God needs to become real to you that's when everything starts to change because I would dare say in here this morning there's not any of you that haven't heard the name of Jesus before That haven't heard the fact that that he rose from the dead. You haven't, you have heard the old, old story over and over and over again. But it needs to become real to you. It needs to become real. Now, I want us to take a look, and this is so unlike me. I've got I've got verses marked in my Bible this morning. I'm going to do a Hop and Harry this morning. Thanks, Daryl, for reminding me that I need that joke. Amen. That's what they used to call him at the mission, Hop and Harry. Right? It's not because he was hopping around, but because he was going from verse to verse. I'm going to look at a couple of verses this morning, and I want you to go with me this morning as we look at them. But I forgot to do something. Are you with me this morning? Are you are, are you listen, Are you are you focused in? I want to do one, i got to do one thing though before we go to these verses because it puts them all together so that we'll remember them. What takes place here that helps Peter go from seeing something that he had heard before to now it becoming reality? Well, I want you to know these couple things. How is he going to have the word become real? Well, number one, he has to know what the word says, right? Right? He remembered it. Guess what? If you want the word of God to be real to you, you have to know what it says. I'm really thankful to be a part of a a country that even though it's got its faults and its flaws, that as I go around, most people do have an idea. Even though it might be a wrong idea, they know about Jesus. And then I have some sort of groundwork to start. And we need to know, but we need to know the word of God as well so that he can remember it. The next thing that he has to do is follow his word and call. As a matter of fact, Peter... Would have never found himself in this place at this time if he hadn't have listened to the vision and followed down to Cornelius' house. He would have never, he would have never seen all of this taking place. So he followed that. And then watch this God allowed something physical to open up his eyes to something spiritual, right? He went down to Cornelius' house and he watched as the Holy Spirit. Filled them. They spoke with tongues, uh, and he was like, man, God is doing something here. And it helped him to realize the truth of the word of God. Hmm. Sometimes God will allow physical things to happen in our life to help us better understand the word of God so that we'll realize what he's talking about. And that goes for the good and the bad. It was a good day for Peter, but sometimes it's a bad day that helps us actually understand the Word of God. And we'll talk about that as we keep going, all right? I want you to turn with me. This little phrase is so awesome. I want you to turn with me back to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, chapter number 22. And again, this is pertaining to Peter again. I'm going to tell you, this message, like, I'm not even, like, I got, I got so many notes, it's crazy. We're just skipping over stuff because we got to get to right where it is. But this fact that all of this is dealing with Peter is one amazing thing in of itself. And I'm thankful we should all kind of relate to Peter, that the Lord just didn't give up on us, amen? But I want you to look in Luke 22. Verse number 61. Luke 22, verse number 61. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter went out and wept bitterly. Did you notice that phrase there? And he, Peter, remembered the word of the Lord. Jesus had told him that this would happen. You know this story, right? We're all familiar with it. Christ is going to be crucified, going through the most difficult things this world has ever seen. And Peter, along with the other apostles, are are, are all over the place. And Peter is following at a distance. And you remember that Peter's there when Jesus is washing their feet. And Peter says, you shouldn't be washing my feet. I'm not going to have a part. And Jesus said, unless I wash your feet, you've got nothing to do And He said, wash me all over. And then they're sitting there, and Peter's like, listen, I'll follow you all the way to death. And he's like, Peter, you don't know what you're talking about. Before the night is over, you will deny me three times. And he said, there's no way, Lord. I will go with you wherever you go. And here we come as the night progresses. and Jesus stands before the different judges that have no business judging him. And as they mock him and beat him and ridicule him, and as they put his name through the mud, Peter is out there denying the name of the one. He said that he would never deny. And then all of the sudden, uh, as it comes to that third time that he denies God, he hears, he hears that, the sound of that rooster, and he knows and he remembers the word that God had spoke to him, that Christ had said to him. He said, this is who you are. Sometimes, listen to me this morning, sometimes we need the word of the Lord to remind us of who we really are. See, sometimes, like Peter, we've tricked ourselves that we are something that we are not. Paul thought, or excuse me, Peter thought that he was a man that would follow Christ to death. Peter thought that he had what it was going to take to go all the way for Jesus. He thought that he was something great in the kingdom of heaven. He thought all of these things about himself, but he was dead wrong, wasn't he? He was dead wrong. You probably think a lot of things about yourself. Like, oh... Like, I really am a good person. I'm not really that bad. As compared to so-and-so, I feel like I'm doing really well. When it comes to this or that, and we're very good at deceiving ourselves about who we are. You know what we need? We need the Word of God to resonate down in our heart About who we really are. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Your righteousness, the best that you can do, is filthy rags in the presence of God. Stop kidding yourself in this building this morning. You cannot stand before a holy and a mighty God. There is no way. And guess what? You know who realizes this the most? The lost person who's been saved by the mercies and the graciousness of God stands before God every day going, it is amazing that he saved a sinner like me. Because one day, and you know what? This isn't the place we want to be at, is it? Look at this passage. This is one of the lowest... If you read this, this is one of the lowest places in all of the Bible that here Peter is, and he's denied Christ three times, and he's full of regret and remorse. I get it. None of you want to be in that position. But if we're going to get saved, we got to realize we're lost. Not a little lost. A whole lot lost that we're full of wickedness. We don't deserve him at all. The word of God resonated in his heart and in his life. And for the first time, it was real. He was a wicked man. Have you ever realized that? Has the word of God ever spoken into your heart? You realize, I dare not come into his presence. I better be careful if I even speak his name. I would not want to do it. Isn't it sad that we live in a world that throws his name in such disregard? That's a tough one, isn't it? Would not want to even speak his name. In the wrong context. the wrong light realize who you are, what the word of God has spoken about you? Number two. I want you to go with me to the gospel of John chapter number two. This one's a little bit more uh, it's got a lot that goes with it. John chapter two, verse number 22. Look down there with me. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them. And they believed the scriptures and the word which Jesus had said. This is a passage that actually, if you look at it, there's a couple different things that are going on. Jesus is speaking of the temple. Everybody thinks that he's talking about the real temple, but Jesus is talking about himself. And the Bible is saying that it wasn't until after Jesus was resurrected that they realized the truth of what Jesus had said. As a matter of fact, also, we could go over to Luke chapter 24 and verse number 8, and you don't need any to turn there, but you can write it down if you want. And you can see also in that passage of Scripture as well that after the resurrection of Jesus, that there was a lot of things that Jesus said that all of a sudden made sense. You get that, right? There was something big, like we talked about in our thing. They knew the word of God, and then there was a physical thing that took place that all of a sudden made it real. It was a big deal. But I say all that to say this really quickly this morning as I bring this to a close. The word of the Lord has to become real about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. You ask me how, I know he lives. He lives in my heart. It has to be real. I don't know about you, but Easter is quickly, and I know you hear me say this all the time, becoming my favorite season to celebrate. I love to think about the fact The fact that my God in the flesh rose from the grave. I want to know the depths of the truth of it. I want to sit and ponder the fact that as he laid in a grave, all of the sudden God moved on him. His heart beat. And the blood began to flow through his veins again. The blood that bought my redemption. He is in a real body. That ought to get an amen, hallelujah in the building this morning. He is in a real body right now. And he sits at the right hand of the Father ever to make intercession. He is alive. He's resurrected. The resurrection became real to Peter. Peter. The word of God had now taken a whole new meaning because Jesus is alive. Then our text this morning, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter looks and sees the same Holy Ghost that has filled me and empowered me on the day of Pentecost is now filling and empowering others. The Christian lives in Holy Ghost anointed power. He's different. Radically different. Radically different. Do you believe? That, is it real? Is the Word of God Real? They remembered the word of the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. You're here this morning. Listen to me. And the word is not real. Hey, Mike, I, I've been hearing people talk about that all the time. Boy, there's nothing that we would love more this morning to take a Bible, Talk to you about how the word becomes real. How it moves from theory into practice. How it goes from just being words on a page. That the spirit, it moves me and motivates me every day. Heavenly Father, we've been faithful this morning to preach your word. I don't know what you need to or want to do, but I'm praying that a life would be obedient this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day that the Word became flesh. Alive, real. And we handled it. Dear Lord, if there's someone here this morning to know you. Don't let him wait one moment. Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we stand and sing with Jesus
7: the fathers love for- which more the truth